0: Hello.
1: Hello. Got it right this week, you didn't did, I? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, you're probably still going to say watching at some point. Watching? Watching, you know. Was that? Thanks for watching, you'll say oh, in the advert. No, no. Thanks uh, for watching. Okay,
0: yeah. so hello, I'm Howell the Nerdy Vicar.
1: And I'm Dave Coaches. Thanks for that.
0: Okay, so Dave, what have you been up to this week? Other than uh, annoying me?
1: Well, I, that's my primary aim in Your life. Your primary aim
0: in life is to annoy me. Well, two
1: really good <laughs> things have happened this week. Right. Um we went to see Wheatus. Do you know Wheatus? Oh yeah, the, their the, biggest the, track was "I'm Just a Teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Wheatus, Maybe Yeah, they my singing Nineties band. Else. Yeah, yeah, they were. Anyway, yeah. they were amazing. We saw them in the Thekla. Normie. Damn. Yeah. They're not normie. You'd they are like normie. them if you oh, they're to okay. them. They're okay.
2: You only yeah. really know
1: that track there, don't you? Their other tracks are great. Uh, yeah. Oh, and they're political as well. So I, uh, I quite like them, yeah. Okay. They give the introduction as to why each song was written when they... Oh, all right. All
0: yeah, they're pop this. punk, thing, aren't they? they? Yeah,
1: they're, yeah, they're good. Still they're a really green good. day in that, really, aren't they? Mm, no, I wouldn't say so. Much better than Green Day. Anyway, they okay. they, have a, they have a family link to us because we right, have their yeah. CD and our CD changer in the car yeah. for years. And of course, we do a lot of holidays with our caravan. Oh so, yeah. So my kids know Weezer stuff really well from their from their album. Yeah. And so we went with the with the four oldest kids and and their significant others. And it was good. It was a good night. Ah, sounds all right, so yeah. And the other thing that I did was I started watching the rugby.
0: Oh, I knew you'd bring it up. there
1: was no Formula One over I the weekend. I knew you bring it up. The Rovers game was off. So I thought, ah, oh. oh, I'll watch the rugby. So I turned the Wells game on. So bad. Just before halftime. You and trolled Wells were, me. You were, trolled me. And 10 up. You trolled me. And then me. I watched them capitulate.
0: Oh. All the way through the match, you can't send me annoying WhatsApps. Yeah,
1: it was such fun. It was so and I did the same for the England game the next day. Yeah, I
0: know, I know. That's all so, I've had. So Not, i watched that. All right, I can say it was the worst. It was the, in a way, right? It's a bit like um, Richard III, isn't it? It was the best of times and the worst of times. Yeah. yeah. It was the best weekend of rugby I've ever seen. But some of the matches were just amazing. You know, um, South Africa versus um, France was just. It was just intense when it? it was just. I just well, I didn't that. see
1: that one because I was at Weetos at oh, right. the time. Oh, square,
0: right, yeah, yeah, that was really good. The new, uh, All Blacks and Ireland was amazing. Uh, the Wales game was kind of alright. We didn't do too bad. Give away too many penalties. Very slow on the ruck speed. Um, the England game was well, they beat Fiji, which isn't that hard. Um, uh, so they're going to get thumped next week. So that will be
1: good. Yeah, um, but they don't. What, against South Africa? Yeah, they won't get thumped. You really think they've got a thumped. chance?
2: Uh, no, no. You don't they know got, nothing about rugby, Dave.
1: Season of the underdog, I'm telling you. You reckon? Season of the underdog.
0: Right, okay. Next week, right, we'll have a laugh on the podcast when Dave, well, I, I reckon he'll, South Africa will put at least 20 points on him. Do you? Yeah. No, I do reckon they will. Big time, big time. They haven't got a prayer. Because well, get... I haven't
1: actually seen them play yet
0: or oh, South uh, Africa.
1: Yeah. They
0: got the bomb squad. They're going to get absolutely yeah. creamed.
1: I saw some of the highlights from the from the game against yeah. France, but it's but only just... only when you get like the five minute highlights yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah so you don't get a true reflection of what's going on in
0: that but I did really enjoy it uh, we went to Zaza's as well for the kids birthday yeah so I, I rolled out to Zaza's that's a kind of bottomless buffy place
1: I think I'll be going there next week it's really, good value, it? really yeah, good value isn't it really good value yeah something always makes me feel bad about how much food they must be wasting though
0: Right, they don't waste any food when I go there. I tell no, you, after nothing, right. it's all gone. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, how many plates do you have? Bizarre, you've got like about four different places you can go in there. Four different places. Yeah, well, I, never,
1: I never fill my plate up very high. So I tend to have about three starters and four or five mains. And then I've barely got room for dessert. Oh. Um, and of course, you get the bottomless. Fizzy drink. Fizzy as well. drink as well, um, yeah. But I will take it easy on that because I don't want to fill myself up on fizzy pop. You want to get all that. fit the food in. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. So. Oh, we had loads. Yeah, I like the but we don't have tea. If you go there for lunch, you never have tea, do
1: you? Ah, uh, well, we normally go there for evening the meal. So ah, i start all right, myself yeah. all day to fit it in. All right, she's
0: still... <laughs> You can eat for a bit, it's, it's intense, it's Zaza's. So if Zaza's want to sponsor us, that will be good, innit? Yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. right.
1: Yeah, send me some discounts.
0: Send me some discounts. that will be good. No, but i enjoyed that um so what are we on about today then dave on the podcast
1: we're on about psalms and daily prayer yeah uh, that's the middle section i should have started with the first section actually.
0: yeah what's that news What's the first
1: news it? yeah by elections yeah, yeah tamworth yeah. in mid beds by elections and um, then we talk about big brother big brother yeah i, l- I used to live big in the big brother house.
0: yeah big brother house yeah yeah so
1: hold on for the music and uh,
0: we'll kick it off Sorry, Dave what's in the what's in the news this weekend
1: well the news this week focuses around the by-elections in Tamworth and mid- Bedfordshire so that was Chris Pincher's seat in Tamworth where um where he got the, the reputation, reputation of pincher by name, Pincher oh, by name. Let's nature.
0: not get into that. It's just grim. Yeah. I, I don't not, know not much great. about it, but it's just like, no. Yeah. No,
1: well, anyway. It's a bit yucky, that is. He got, he got in trouble with the um, Standards Committee, so had to give up his seat. Yeah. And then, of course, there was Nadine Dorris in Mid-Bedfordshire. She's, she's the, the one who looked one who all doe-eyed at Boris Johnson every time he was talking yeah, in the, in the, she the was comments. A bit weird, she weird. Uh, yeah, she was very, very weird. Yeah, so she's yeah. the one who got the strop on because she didn't get... Um, a place in the house of lords yeah wait even she though finish? she didn't well she was accused of never turning up to the house of commons oh right. um, okay. she hadn't spoken for a long time she hadn't voted for a long time she hadn't mm-hmm. run any cons- um surgeries surgeries in the constituency for a while apparently all oh, right um
0: so how did the they get rid of her, of her then her. did she just resign or something Well, was she, she resigned,
1: resigned in a, in a oh, huff yeah. um so there were these two by elections and um and they've, they've both gone Labour's way. So two Tory, Tory seats gone. Are they safe two Tory Labour's... seats? They, they were safe Tory seats, yeah, big majorities. Like like what twenty five thousand in mid-beds and nineteen thousand in Tamworth, apparently. That's a lot that so that's so a lot that's a lot. Mm. a big majority, yeah.
0: That's like uh I'm trying to think now in the in the past it's not so big now because other things, but um Back in the nineties, Anne Cloyd, who was our local MP in Cullen Valley, she used to have like a twenty five thousand majority there. So it's a bit like somewhere in South Wales Valley's going to in Tory.
2: Yeah.
0: It's that seismic yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. But it is a by election when so. people don't vote the same in by election. Well no, so this they... is
1: what the well, this, this is what the Tory ministers, ministers are saying today, is, today that is that um by election is <laughs> the the party in power. Normally gets a bit of a kick in, yeah, um, because it it lets them know that they're not quite doing what the people want them to do, which is strange because they've been elected to do something based on a manifesto, and then they're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, but it's more than that as well, though, because it's a personal thing. Because both of them, I, I don't know about um, Nadine Doris, but I suppose both of them, as individuals, have been kind of. Disgraced, are not they? Like Pinch has been disgraced because he got done by the. Yeah. So it's a bit like I know I used to live in, um, I live in all the good constituencies, me. Uh, I used to live in Owen Paterson's old constituency, yeah. you know, Shropshire North. And he lost it. He had to resign because of some scandal or other. And um, that went liberal uh, because they haven't worked out in Shropshire yet that the Labour Party exists, to be fair. So oh, right. Yeah. Indeed. Do you know what I mean? But uh, because it is that. They were the second party, I think. So, But I think if, if it wasn't Owen Paterson getting disgraced, then they would have just voted in the Tory, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's hard to know. I don't know how much of it comes down to what the local thing is and how much of it's the national picture. Um, and those things do need to be taken into account when they lose the vote. Um, what was really interesting, though, is that it's not that people changed what their vote was looking at the stats. all right. If you vote, the, the votes pretty much line up with where they were, yeah. except for the Tories, where the Tories stayed at home.
0: Oh, so they just didn't bother coming They just out didn't like bother
1: to the... turn out. No. Well, yeah, So you can see that, can't you? I, think, I think that's a different picture. I mean, when we look at the last general election in 2019, people who had previously voted for Labour definitely did vote for Conservative. Yeah. Whereas that's, I don't yeah. think that's been the case. Well, well there, there would have been some people, people would that would have voted Tory before. that would have now voted Labour in those two seats, but not not, not anywhere near the same. Yeah.
0: Thing. So it's a kind of they, they've got in by abstention, really,
2: isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they have. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought yeah. the other
1: interesting picture was that in mid Beds um, Reform UK that were previously. Can you remind Bre- us who they are? Got. Well, they, they were are. Brexit UK before. They're Nigel Farage and. Richard Tice, that that group. Oh right, yeah. um, They stood in in the seat there, yeah, and they got one thousand nine hundred votes. People don't vote for the party. but if they'd have gone to the Tories, yeah, those votes, then it would be a Tory MP in that seat now, which is really Ah. fascinating because if you remember the twenty nineteen election, yeah, they stood down in all of the seats that were Tories, likely to be where the Tories had a decent chance of winning. Yeah, they did. So actually, they did they did have a major influence on who was elected. Had they stood down in this seat, yeah. we'd have a really good chance of having a Tory MP in mid-bed still. Okay. That's it's not to say whether well, it was a good thing or a bad thing, because I know I just said that, as, as, if a, it, a, as if it was a good thing.
0: Go and wash your mouth out. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> but I suppose well, that's what happened, though, with uh, the whole UKIP thing, is that even though they didn't win any MPs or anything because the tories knew they would nick votes off them but i think they used to get votes off labour as well yeah they did they did used to get votes off they labour they did
1: yeah yeah they but, did but they got um they got loads of votes didn't they one one year what year was that
0: well that was when it was proportional representation or wasn't it
1: 2015 yeah yeah, yeah. um
0: but they used to get, get millions. In 2010, and millions. they
1: got a lot of votes. 2015, they got even more votes. But they didn't even manage to get a single MP out of it. But that's Because system. of the way that our system works. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's the thing is it, it. But that's the thing with it really is it is staying home. What it maybe what they're saying you is that people don't feel as though they've got a voice, and they just don't bother. Well, well,
1: they're politically homeless, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, what.
0: But that's not good, is it? No. I think that's the thing. Is It It, it was the same during the kind of new Labour years, right, if you lived in sort of a Labour place, is that people wouldn't vote Labour because you didn't have anybody else to vote for. No. But you didn't want to vote for Labour. I remember when, when the war happened, you know, is I, I wouldn't vote Labour because of the Iraq war, right? But then who do I vote for?
1: Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Well you, well, you couldn't vote for Tory at the time because more Tory MPs voted in favour of the Ar- Iraq war yeah, 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 yeah. than Labour MPs did. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that was the direction it went.
0: Yeah, so um, you were a bit stuck then, weren't you? Yeah. And I, I, it wasn't just the war, there was other things as well. But what I mean is, is is, that a lot? if a lot of people, I think the real news from this, from what you're saying is, that a large proportion of those of the electorate in those two seats feel as though they don't actually have a say...
1: And that they that that um, democracy is irrelevant. To them. But is staying at home having your say? I mean, I, if it was me, I'd go spoil my paper. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. People. yeah. Um, in fact, um, just before we moved out of the house we were in for Curacy, there was a a local council election, um, and and I voted tactically in it, and my wife went and spoiled her paper because. There was nobody she wanted to vote for. Well, that's fair enough, yeah. Um, but it still shows, you know, on, on the stats when you've deliberately spoiled it. Yeah, yeah, that, it does um, say, yeah. That it, well, it's, I've done that before, yeah. It, 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 it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. You've still used your voice. Um, whether or not it will be heard it's a different matter, you know.
0: Yeah, but I think, though, it's not, I think that's the trouble is all the time we have this thing where people feel as though they have no control. No voice, nobody's listening to them, and nobody represents the issues that they're concerned about. And I think when I, this is again why I don't watch the news, is that the issues that are portrayed on the news aren't a lot of the time, this is why I stopped watching it, because the issues that were affecting my local community and the community around me, and the things that were affecting, because a lot of them were local issues, but they were part of a bigger national picture, right? They they were never discussed. And I think that's why people stay at home because a lot of the things that are talked about in the news um just are very rarely yeah, discussed.
1: Yeah, but then you're into the territory that that I find really irksome. Like what? Well, because people talk about local issues and they'll talk about blooming potholes and yeah. uh, and and stuff that actually is not your local MP's responsibility. No, it's not, no. That's why here we've got a a metro mayor to worry about whether or not our transport system works. And we've got local councils to worry about if the roads are done. So that's in a a different forum that we vote on those things. So when you get an MP on the telly that say, I'm out there campaigning on local issues, and they talk about things that that they've got no No real... It's not their job. Yeah. It's not your job. They might have an influence on it because they can put a little bit of pressure on the powers yeah. that be because they're in the same little cliques, aren't they? Really? Well, yeah. Um, but it's not—it's not their job. So leave the person whose job it is to do the job.
0: But what I mean though is what I mean. Local issues. It was like um, the bedroom tax was a big thing in um, when I was yeah right, and that was talked talked a little bit about on the news. But the devastating effects of that on people in my community, when I was in Shropshire, was appalling. Yeah, there loads and loads of people who were literally. There was one woman who used to um, run our toddler group with me, right, and I had to ask my kids whether it was okay if she stayed round our house at Christmas because she was being evicted. Mm. And that was one, but there was that was one person, but there was loads yeah. of them. But that was never discussed. There was loads of things, it was just so there were national issues which I was picking up pastorally locally, right, yeah, and none of them were talked about, no, and I think that's where, and I think what happens then with people,
1: but that's a national issue that's playing out exactly, in, yeah, in a heightened way, locally, locally, yeah, as opposed to a local issue i think. no no, no that's
0: what but i mean I know what you mean, I know exactly yeah.
1: what i mean, and i I wholeheartedly agree that that those things do need doing. Um but then in some senses the MPs for the seats where well, that is a real issue. Um turn a blind eye to it anyway, because 'cause they're not living it in the same fashion.
0: And um But my son was a legend with that though. He won't mind me saying this, it's well funny. Because Owen Patterson, right, came to his school when he was in the juniors, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he comes to his school and he's in the juniors. And they asked they said, Any questions for the MP? This is what an MP is and all that. And then he says, "He says, oh, yeah, do you know David Cameron and all that? Because he was a thing back then, right? Yeah. So he was about 10, right? And he turned on, because I just asked him whether he could do this, right? And he was like, yeah, 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 that can happen. Luckily, we found somewhere to live, right? So it didn't have yeah. to happen, right? So he sticks his hand up and says, what about the bedroom tax? Because do you agree with that? Because my dad, blah, 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 tells the whole story. And all the teachers go like, oh! Yeah. Like and then Owen Patterson's like,
1: oh, no, oh, um, 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 um.
0: So I, I was, yeah. but that's the thing. They don't talk about it. No. So that's why people stay at home. Yeah. And, and that's dangerous because if people don't have a voice at the ballot box, they'll find another way to raise their voice. And the other way they raise their voice tends to be rather dangerous. Yeah. And that's something we don't think about. No, that's very true. And they won't be, and the thing is is that at the moment when we have protests, they're usually nice middle class people who do nice middle class things like shout and wave banners and stuff like that, and it's all very kind and
1: well fluffy. yeah, but sometimes they glue themselves to the merit yeah, and they do
0: stuff like that, right, yeah, and it's disruptive and a pain, but if you've got a population of very, very angry people who yeah. feel as though they're not being heard, yeah, because of things which are materially hurting them then that's not a good place to be is no it? no it's definitely not and I think as Christians part of our job is to be the voice of the voiceless uh, that's a good Rage Against the Machine song that is actually voice of the voiceless Yeah. but that's rage. part of being Christian isn't it is to be the voice of the voiceless yeah absolutely and I, I don't think I don't hear anybody speaking for the voiceless now no for some voiceless people but, if they're always speaking about those people, they're not voiceless, are they?
2: <laughs> no, they're not
1: voiceless no. anymore, but no. it's it yeah you can uh,
0: you can tell you can tell that
1: we're, we're not listening enough for the quiet voice, no, that's what we're not doing. We're not listening well enough for the quiet voice no um it's it's really easy to join in with people that are shouting, yeah, um, but it's really difficult to hear the person who's whispering in amongst all that other noise with their own. Issues, yeah. That might, that, I want to say their own, I mean like this. it's going to be whole communities that are voiceless.
0: Oh, yeah, you've tried to buy a house
1: recently, not in the last few weeks.
0: No, try to rent a house
2: as a young person. Well, thankfully, not. No, thankfully, not. Mm.
1: There's
0: lots of things like that, isn't it?
2: Yeah,
1: you try absolutely. to live, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know. I do know people having those issues, actually. Yeah. You know, and, and the hope, the hope of young people ever owning a house is getting further and further away, mm. you know. So I think part of our job as priests is in every small way
0: we can, and as Christians as well, is to advocate for people who are voiceless and to be the voice of the voiceless. I think I'm going to clip that, right, and I'm going to put it in so everyone can enjoy The Voice of the Voiceless, a little bit of it right, okay. from Rage
1: Against the Machine. If you want. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know it, so I always enjoy your um, yeah, your musical t- Excellent.
0: Right, so next bit we'll be about the Psalms, which also are good music. Um, so we'll see you in a minute. So thanks for listening to, listening to, right, those Vicar blokes. Don't forget to subscribe or comment uh, if you're on the Substack or other ones.
1: We've had a lot of comments on Substack now, haven't we? We
0: have had a lot of comments, yeah. yeah.
1: Some controversy over the last week or so as well.
0: We're going to keep it quiet. That's why we've done a more sensible one this week. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to keep it calm uh, on that, so that would be good. Uh, So don't forget to subscribe and comment and share it around with your mates. Dave Coaches Bible Bus Trip.
1: So, on Dave's big Bible bus journey today, we are looking at the Psalms. You said so then. Did I? Yeah, you did, yeah. yeah. So, we're looking at the Psalms. <laughs> um there's 150 of them,
0: 151, uh, isn't No, 150. Ah, oh, it's
1: 151, isn't 150. Oh, if you got a Bible in your eye, yeah, yeah, it's upstairs. It's upstairs. All oh, right, 151.
0: Okay. Okay. If you're Greek Orthodox, it's 151.
1: Ah, uh, right. Yeah, well, there's 150 in the West. Only in my NRSV, there's only
0: 150. Uh, in my oh. NRSV, it's 151 because i got the special bits. Have you? Yeah. Anyway, okay. sorry about that, Dave, yeah? Yes. 150 special, Psalms, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Um, and many of them are attributed to David, who was, was obviously king of Israel. Um, Dave the Harp rather yeah. than
0: Dave cookes Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're it's, they're interesting. People can find the psalms a little bit depressing, but other people find them quite uplifting. Um, and what they have in there is a lot of what we call lament. Yeah. Um, which is that, another word for moaning, isn't it? I think it's deeper than moaning. So do I, but, you know, it's pro- a yeah, it provocative moaning, yeah. statement.
0: Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're basically the hymn book of the temple, aren't they?
1: They are a hymn book of the temple, yeah. Mm. So it's just hymns, really, or poetry, isn't it? Yeah, but they're uh, they're a particular style of poetry. Mm. Um, and what we've done, of course, when we made the hundred and fifty, is we've separated some of them into different psalms. When really they're meant to be read as trilogies. Oh, that's true.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah we have. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so why are they important then, the psalms? What do you get from them? Like, you know, well,
1: they it? they run in cycles. Um, so they run in the sense that that life's not always a bed of roses, actually, and that's the point that some of them make. Yeah. But they restore hope by the end of either the psalm or the trilogy of, um, you know, life's not always great, but God still loves me. And, and actually my response to God loving me is that I must love God. Um, and, and that's really the, the, the way that they function in lots of ways in modern Christianity.
0: yeah. Yeah, and as well, some of them are songs of rejoicing, isn't it? There's some of them. Uh so we we tend to use them at Easter and Christmas. We have rejoicing yeah. psalms. Um, some of them are really having a go at God as well. I enjoy those ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, the very lament ones. Yeah, yeah, they, they really are. have a. They
0: really get stuck into him, don't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. normally no. when 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 the people who stick to the law and the covenant are having a worse time than those that don't. Um, you know. Well, look at them over there. They're having a right jolly time, and they're picking on me. I'm oppressed, and I'm the only one who's following your way. So, what are you playing at? Yeah, sort them out. Sort them out. Yeah, smite them. Smite it basically them. does. It, yeah, it, it does have a lot of people encouraging other people to be. Forsaken by God instead of them being forsaken because that's how they feel at the time.
0: Why Why don't you do the just thing and get the people I yeah. don't... Yeah, who are oppressing
1: me. You promised to look after me if I follow your laws and you haven't. Yeah, You're not.
0: that's right, uh, yeah. Uh, <coughs> yeah, there's, I've forgotten what one it is now. Is that wonderful one where it spends ages going on saying, like, where were you this? Where were you that? What's going on? All that sort of thing. And then it says, and then... Uh, and I've kept the law, and I was still getting into trouble. It's still awful. And then he says, and then I went to the temple of the Lord and understood the end of the wicked, where yeah. you have set them in slippery places and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I I, I love the psalms because they're true. They're hyper-true.
1: Okay, well, you yeah. better expand on that then. In what way are they hyper-true? Well,
0: is that particular psalm... Um, oh, all right, right, got gonna- to... Pause it and look it up. Yeah, I found it there. I'd be stuck without Google, wouldn't I? Yeah, you would, yeah. yeah. I can only remember little bits of it. So it's Psalm 73. I can remember the gist of it, though. It says, um, This is what the wicked are like. Always free of care they go and amass wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have afflicted and every morning bring in new punishments. If I had spoken out like this, I would have betrayed your children. When I try to understand these things, they are too deep for me. Till I enter the sanctuary of God and I understood the final destiny. Surely you place the wicked on slippery ground and cast them to ruin. Surely how suddenly they are destroyed and kept swept away from t- with terrors. And it goes on like that. Mm. So I think, well, that one's hyper true because it, it, you do a lot of the time see in, in life how wicked people, people who are doing awful yeah. things, a Mass wealth and they they seem to be succeeding, don't they? And they seem they do, to yeah. be, yeah. And then you do understand that at some point you, those people do have a downfall, don't they? Yeah, like that is the two thousand and eight financial crisis in some ways.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it is. Yeah, or it's um, how
0: it's Mister Pincher lost his seat, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it sometimes justice comes? and their own evil comes back on them and but you when you're in that pl- that part is that you think you know it's not fair that i'm trying to do my best you i'm doing all this but everything's going wrong and i think we feel like that quite a lot really sometimes yeah we
2: do yeah
0: and that's why i love the psalms because they take that feeling of injustice and anger with god very seriously and and give us a script in a way yeah. To enable us to know it's okay to feel angry with God, it's okay to feel and be in that situation. Yeah, and uh, that that's important, isn't it? Yeah,
1: which is why they make such a fundamental part of our daily liturgies. Yeah, um, you know there there's several of them included in morning and evening prayer. Yeah, um, and night prayer and then there's the psalm for the day that you read as well but they form the basis of the canticles um a lot of the time
0: well yeah well before um i thought i can't remember when it was but i think before the reformation i think that there was no church music other than psalms
1: uh, well that's interesting isn't it because I, was... I think you kind of assume it's always been because yep. the Bible refers to singing hymns and psalms to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So as you kind of think, well, there must have always been church music. It must have been there. I
0: think there's hymns and stuff, but I think it was, it was seen as a kind of... It wasn't as big a part of things. They were a smaller part of liturgy than psalms. Yeah. Psalms was the central um, way of praising God, was to sing yeah. the psalms. And older people now can remember, you know, with morning and evening praying church, you know, the psalms were... Central to evening prayer and yeah. evening worship, weren't they even song? Like, they yeah. still are, aren't they, really? Yeah, yeah, matins and even song, matins and even that was the diet yeah. of worship for nearly everybody in the country, was yeah, it? you know. Um, so tell us a bit about the daily office, and Dave, how does it work? What is the daily oh, office, the morning, da- evening s- prayer?
1: Daddy, we'll get in trouble because we might not observe it every day like we promised to. <laughs> quiet, shh, oh. shh. So um, he, there's two forms that are authorised for us. There's the Book of Common Prayer form that we can do, the daily yeah. office, um, which obviously is traditional language and is older liturgies. But then there's a set that goes with common worship as well for the daily office. So there's a morning prayer um, that consists of, well, the opening prayers, a psalm, a canticle. the What's old a canticle? Testament. Well, basically, it's a psalm that's sung, theoretically, and said in unison, um, and draws us into um, a deeper understanding of what we're about, and what God's about. Um, It's a reflection on on the first of the readings. Yeah, it's a song from the Bible, basically. A canticle, isn't it? Yeah, it's a song from the Bible. Yeah, Hmm. and so there's space in there for an Old Testament reading, um, and a New Testament reading, and... Um one of the psalms is set for the day, if not two if they're short. Um and um then what we have is the collect for the week, um some prayers, the Lord's Prayer. There's set forms of prayer in there, but you haven't got to use those. Yeah. You can do open prayer if you wish. At the end, depending yeah. Depending on how yeah. charismatic you are. Well at the um, end, yeah. Yeah. And uh and yeah, and then you tie the whole thing together and it's and what it does. And so we have that, we've got morning prayer, we've got evening prayer, we've got night prayer. Mm. But there's also a suite for prayers during the day as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, And that's a a little bit shorter, as is night prayer. Um, But what they do is sometimes we get in a position like we feel like those people in the Psalms do, Mm. you know, where things aren't really quite going our way or Things are difficult, or the reason that they're they they're, they're a, an instruction to priests is because we can get busy being busy doing all sorts of stuff, yeah, but prayer should be where we root ourselves, um and everything we should do should be based on the fact of our relationship with God, yeah and through God um and God through us, so what it does is by being an instruction that we do it as priests is that it makes sure that we maintain that relationship with God in order to make us effective at maintaining our relationship with humanity. Yeah. Um, and so it, it sets those patterns. It's the central it's,
0: part of our job.
1: Yeah. And, and, and they're hugely important for keeping us grounded in faith.
0: Yeah. Uh, how much of the morning and evening prayer is Scripture as a percentage of a guess?
1: How much is scripture? How much is
0: scripture? How much of it is just straight scripture, Um, like scripture lifted completely? I would have thought we
1: were we were over ninety percent. I'd say that. Yeah. What bits
0: of the daily morning prayer aren't from scripture? Just have a
1: think. Well, um, the intercession section is not scripture. Yeah. Um,
0: You've really got to think now, haven't you?
2: Yeah.
0: The collect.
1: The collect yeah, prayer. Yeah, the collect isn't. Yeah, that's true. And the rest of it is, isn't the it? The rest really? of it is, yeah.
0: All of it. Even though, Lord, open our lips and our mouth yeah. shall show forth your praise. Yeah. So really, what we're doing in, saying morning and evening prayer, it's on Facebook every morning, actually. So if, you wanna, if you've never heard morning prayer being said, or don't know what it is, go on the Yake Parish Facebook page, and just click any of the morning prayers, and you'll hear one of us saying morning prayer. Yeah, it you won't can...
1: be me. I'm not on that road. No, side. you're not on that road. It's no. too early for me. No. past seven. No, that's right, um, yeah. But actually, I meet with my colleagues at the Froome side, and we pray in um, one of our churches every morning. Yeah, so you do um, it a so different way. So we do way, it a yeah. different way, but that's just the way it goes.
0: Yeah, but the thing is with it is all of it is Scripture, and I think the effect of it is really that you end up reading the Bible – actually, no, you shouldn't really read the Bible like a book. You should really pray the Bible. And that's the way Christians have always done. And what we're doing in morning and evening prayer is praying the Bible yeah, as it always was done. Um, and I think a funny thing happens to you over time is that you begin to see the world around you and yourself through the, the lens of the Bible because you're kind of marinated in it, really, is you understand scripture in a in a kind of embodied way, rather than in a kind of mental understanding way. Do do you see what I mean? Yeah. You you the the goal really is for us to become a kind of walking Bible in a way that we kind of embody it in who we are.
1: Maybe, but we're gonna have our charismatic divide again though. Oh like God. we did last week. All right, yeah. You're not gonna
0: call, call me an heretic again.
1: Me being a bit more charismatic than you, which I think is a fair assessment. Maybe. Would 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 lead me to the point that through maintaining the daily office mm. it keeps me better in tune with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And I think you'd probably agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um Whereas last week we argued about whether or not that was an individual or a community thing. Um
0: I think I think the thing with the office is, and I always remember this, is um I started have I told you the story about when I, I started saying the office? No, don't think so. Alright, there's a book here, right? I'll see if I can get it for you. Celebrating Common Prayer, right? It's the most expensive book I've ever bought. I'm so going to find it. Here we are. Remember this one, the blue one? Giving Dave this book now, right? No, yeah. I've never seen this before. Ah, oh, see? Now, that book, right, I bought that when I was a student in Birmingham, right, because I went to a convent.
1: It in... was that important? You wrote your name in the front.
0: It is, yeah. And it doesn't even say Reverend Howell or Father Howell or any of that. It just says Howell Snug. Yeah, that's just me. Right? And I bought that. It was £17.50 because I went to this convent and they used that book and I'd always struggled with prayer and how to do it and all that. But they use that book. So I thought if I spent my beer money, right, on a prayer book, then I'd probably be more likely to use it. So I stayed in one weekend when I was a student and spent my beer money on that. And in saying the daily prayer when I was in university is where God called, called me to be a priest. And I remember that um, I used to live in this on the 15th floor, this tower block all on my own in this little room, right? Yeah. And it really bothered me at the beginning of the the service. He says, oh, God, make speed to save us. Oh, Lord, make haste to help us at the evening prayer. Yeah. And I kept on saying me because I was on my own. Yeah. Right. And I said to my chaplain, I said, well, it says us. And he said, well, what am I doing at five o'clock on a, you know? And he said, well, hopefully you're saying evening prayer. And he's like, yeah. And then he said, well, what about all the other people all over the world? What are they doing? I said. Well, I hope they're saying daily prayer. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. And I said, well, what about all the people through the centuries? Yeah. So with this, you can't pray alone. Because we're saying the same words, the the same psalms that Jesus said, the same psalms that were said in the uh, the trenches of the First World War. Yeah. The same psalms that were said all over the world, you know. And I think that gives you a deep connection to the world around us. And to history, yeah, and that's what the oh the Holy Spirit works is by calling us through Scripture to be the people He's created us to be. You know, that's that's what it's about, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's the you know, and um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think sometimes the Holy Spirit points to Scripture, and sometimes Scripture points to the Holy Spirit, and I think they, there's a dynamic relationship between yeah the two that yeah that agrees with us, yeah.
0: Oh. But I think it's, it is—it's a bit like training, isn't it? Is that we use in scripture to train ourselves to be better people?
2: Yeah.
0: It's like going down the gym, and if you love a gym, don't know,
2: mm, you
1: know. Uh,
2: no.
1: <laughs> I had membership for a gym for about three years. You know. Did you? Yeah, yeah. And for the first few months, I went, and then for the rest of the time, I just paid the, paid money, the money out of the bank. You know. So. Yeah.
0: But that's the thing, it's just the same thing. And they though, make innit?
1: it difficult to cancel as well. Yeah, they do, yeah.
0: That's the thing, though. Morning and evening prayer, having that prayer life and praying scripture is what transforms us, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But it's like the gym. The gym transforms you, but you've got to go, haven't you?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be transformed by the Psalms if you don't read them. No. You know, it's never going to happen. No.
0: And um. and, and and transformed as a community, isn't its is, and. That having that connection to, you know, it's amazing to think, you're saying poetry, which has sustained people, this is why it's hyper-true poetry, is because it survived, because it's been relevant to people's lives for yeah. 3, or 2,500 years. And, you know, billions of people have drawn strength from that. Yeah. So, you know, that's got to be something worth doing, is not it?
1: Yeah, I think so. So, I think so.
0: So what happens if you skip the office in, Dave, or you one of these pious people who never do?
1: You're trying to get me in trouble with the bishop. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
1: oh, well, I, I... So uh, what, what, I wouldn't say I'm one of these pious people that never do, because it does happen. And it's normally, as I say, when you get so busy rushing around, doing one thing to, to the next thing yeah. to the other, and then all of a sudden then, then I realise that my connection, my grounding, is has gone wrong. It's not right anymore. Um, and, and so then I'll make sure that I definitely do for a while. But um, we're meant to do it on our day off, and I never do it on my day off.
0: Well, yeah. I do a shortened um, version. Yeah. Yeah. I got I, I, it's part of my rule to do a shortened version, yeah, but I can do that from my from memory, so I'm kind of all right,
1: yeah, well, you can do it from memory, but well, I think that's an interesting bit though that's an yeah. a really interesting point because what we end up with is we end up falling into the pattern through. The seasons, or through what day of the week it is on ordinary time. Yeah. So we we begin to learn those bits, um, and they and they dwell deeply within us. Yeah. Because they're repetitive, and we we do it over and over again.
0: And that's how it. That's how we embody it.
1: Yeah. So what I've noticed is. So I probably don't know Thursdays no. as well as any other day of the week. Yeah. I that's the day I don't do. You don't
0: do. That's why I know. I know Friday better, because Friday used to be my day off. Yeah, just mean, really, but now I Thursday's my day off. Sims you, so it kind of, it yeah, kind of doesn't doesn't work like that. But I do think though that that's the weird thing is that you end up um, after a while understanding um, and actually sometimes quoting things, um, you know, that that actually when you see things in the world you understand them through the lens of scripture yeah. instinctively yeah and that's where we where we need to be so like when the pressures on you're less likely then because you've got that concrete yeah foundation of scripture in you you're less likely to be um tossed around as much um because it's part of who you are yeah um, you know, and I think, like, for me, I suppose if I'm not diligent with it, I say to my spiritual director something, I said, Oh, I'm being as good on the office as I should have been. And she goes, Yeah, and I always, and she goes, Yeah, I know. And it, it is, your life stops making sense.
2: Yeah.
1: It's interesting because, um, isn't my, in my role as an ADDO, I, that's the first thing I ask when they arrive at me, do you do the daily office?
0: How, how many of them if
1: do? Not, why not? How many of them do? Well, I'm sure that I mentor yeah. before I started as an ADDO. Um, I'd say probably only about a quarter of them do when they first come.
0: Oh, all right. Um, well, then you tell them. But, right. then,
1: but then it's it's kind of one of my bugbears. Well, why aren't you doing it? Well, I used you to know. do a similar If it's role. going to happen, you're going to have to do it every day. You may as well start now and get in good habits. Yeah. Um, because I think it, 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 what what we're looking at is um is whether or not people inhabit the characteristics that are required in order to be an ordained person. Yeah. Um and and I think it it helps them to inhabit those characteristics, and therefore, if it's going to be useful, then they may as well start sooner rather than later.
0: Well, well there's a reason why it's it's prescribed. Yeah. And and for lay people as well, you know, I've seen it transform so many people's lives, just having that.
2: Yeah, and then people
0: say like, "Oh, it's really boring." I'm like, "Yeah, that's part of it—is being bored by scripture—is
1: a yeah, very important you know, part." I, I'm never comfortable with that statement because what they're actually saying is that they're bored by scripture. Well, I am and sometimes.
2: Yeah, but
1: well, you are sometimes.
0: Yeah, maybe. Sometimes you do it, and you're like, "Oh God, when's this is going to end." Like, you know,
1: maybe, but what does that say? I mean, that's just... that's difficult.
0: Well, sometimes you're bored being a dad or something, aren't you know.
1: Are you sometimes? <laughs> we're, we're not oh, always know.
0: we're not always loved up, but, but well, we're once. not always
1: excited about everything. No, no. I no. don't know. I, m- maybe my concept of boredom is different. Well, the, I mean, because I can't stand it when my kids say I'm bored. Uh, oh right, Alright, right. okay. You know, it's not. Maybe it's maybe it's a it's a feeling that I don't necessarily understand. Maybe. Let's not say I've never been bored, because I'm sure I have. But maybe... I think what I mean is... Our minds work in different ways. Yeah, so maybe, I, think, I think
0: what I mean is sometimes you do it on automatic and it just becomes, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel anything. Do you know what I mean? You just yeah. do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what I'm trying to say. Sometimes you're there and halfway through you think, oh, what is the point of this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's the habit that keeps it going... And that's important because in a in a couple of months or in a couple of weeks or whatever, or next time, it won't feel like that. No. But I think that's the essence of relationship, though, not it? Yeah. You know, we think that relationship should always be exciting and the new thing and everyone's got to feel great all the time. And that's just BS. That's yeah. just nonsense. I don't believe people when they say, every time I go to church, I feel great. I'm just like, really? Just like really? No, you don't. Or maybe they do, I don't know. Maybe I'm just rubbish. I don't know. I don't
2: know. I maybe just
1: don't they, get excited. They about must church. just leave feeling really happy when when you've been leading, mustn't they?
0: Do you this down yeah. to me then, do You, you know what? No. They must be it? yeah, that's yeah, what I reckon it is. Yeah, you can leave that if you like. But, um, yeah, fair enough.
1: Well enough. <laughs> But <laughs> they're not allowed favourites. When we work in teams the congregation, they're not allowed favourites, aren't
0: they? Oh, as long as it's not me. I don't want to be anyone's yeah. favourite. That's a bit creepy, really, isn't it? I don't like that. I think I think that's the thing, though, is I think with, with the Psalms is they give us this way of being with God, which billions of people have used before. And I think they are the, one of the greatest gifts that God has given to us is the Psalms in Scripture. Yeah. And I think that it's it's a gift that at first is difficult to kind of use because you think this is a bit weird or I don't really like this or this isn't very exciting or I'm not sure about
1: this bit or
0: but I think after a while it you realize
1: yeah. the wonder of it really. But they're so human though, aren't they? Yeah. You know, there's that all of that element of of I can see myself in this person. I can see you know, that I'm a bit miserable, that I can be a bit ungrateful, that that yeah. I actually don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, but actually there's still this enduring relationship that flows through that that can put us back on track.
0: Yeah, and I think as well is from the deepest part of ourselves is the one that always strikes me is the one we use at the end of funerals if they don't have music, and Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes oh, to the hills for where, where is my, is my help, my help to come? From? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, yeah. who will not set a foot to stumble. He who watches over me will not sleep. Mm. That one. And I think that's the thing is after a while, you kind of... I think where you want to get to is they chop you in half and that's what what's in you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's the thing. And that takes... Well, I haven't been able to do it, but I think there's probably a few monks somewhere who have been able to do it. But Yeah. Yeah? Because that's what they do all day long, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So that's the uh, end of the first part of um, Dave Coach's bus trip through the Bible. We've done the Old Testament. Um, If you've got any extra questions about the Bible and stuff, just send them in and we'll do our best to answer them, which will be all all good, you know? And... um, We'll do the New Testament in uh, the new year uh, because we're coming up to the end of the year. So next week, we'll be talking about Halloween. So Dave's watching The Exorcist new no, Dave. Am I?
2: Yeah. I don't think
1: I am.
0: I know. For you to watch it, I'm picking the telly now, isn't it? Oh.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: for the Halloween special. So I'm watching
1: The Exorcist. I'll tell you what, I'll
0: give you a choice, right? You can either watch Exorcist or you can watch any of the Saw films. Yeah. Dun, 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 I haven't dun, seen dun, any of them. What, the Saw films? Yeah, I haven't seen any With of them. The Jigsaw. Oh, you'll love it. It's, there's not this Saw so really. I don't think I'm going to love it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's like a proper horror film. Yeah. Do you want, what do you want? Exorcist or one of the Saw films?
1: Well, I'll go for one of the Saw films because I've seen The Exorcist. You've seen The Exorcist.
0: It was a, it's yeah. a proper, decent, it's a proper. It's a, the essence of The Exorcist is about Priesthood, though, and about our relationship oh, with God.
1: So you really, you want me to watch The Exorcist?
0: I think the Exorcist is one oh, of right. the best films ever made. Do you think? Yeah. Right, okay. It's one of the most profoundly Christian films ever made. I'll
1: watch The Exorcist, then. Yeah? Yeah, all right, then. But you should watch a Saw film as well. What, in the same week? yeah. I don't know know if I can take it.
0: The Saw films are profoundly anti-Christian in their philosophy, right? They're much more secular, right? Okay. Yeah, well, Exorcist is is profoundly Christian.
1: Well, I'll see if I can watch both, but we'll talk about The Exorcist. Yeah? We'll talk about The Exorcist. It's got an age rating on that, mind. It's
0: 18, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 18 as The Exorcist. It is pretty disturbing. It is a very disturbing film. But I think Christianity should be a very disturbing faith. Yeah, all right. You know, our, our, at the end, you say, I don't like gore, but at the centre of our faith is something very gory.
1: Yeah, well, I know it exists. I mean, I want to see it. I think
0: looking at the cross is quite important.
1: Well, so do I, actually. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and you can't really sanitise it either, can no, you? No, you can't, no. But no, that's the still, psalms,
0: right. isn't it? All right, so that's what we're doing next time. In a minute, we're going to watch D's. we we'll talk about D's favourite programme.
2: Big Brother, yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: You're listening to those Vicar Blokes. And thanks for spending the time with us. Um, hopefully you're enjoying it this week. We're a bit less controversial. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't need to comment on Substack. So do let us know. We had some positive feedback, haven't we, over the last oh, few yeah, weeks? Yeah, we've had that. Telling us that they're really enjoying it on a, from a few people. So that's good. Yeah, and also um, as well... And some people we don't know. So that's better still. That's even better. Yeah, so yeah, I've got a If you don't know us that. and you're listening, be sure to say hello on, on the Substack.
0: Yeah, and also as well... Hope you enjoyed the classic "Rage Against the Machine" track that we played during this podcast. A little bit of it—that's really good. And if you like Dave's music, like the dodgy Wheaters stuff and things like—it's all right, his Wheaters, but other things like that. Or you prefer cool music, like I do? Let us know in the comments, isn't it?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're
2: all well, gonna like
0: the normy stuff. If you want to
1: say that that Howells a dirtbag, then feel <laughs> free. <laughs>
0: Right, and Dave, do you want to say something about Big
1: Brother? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? <sighs> what do you mean? Know?
0: It's something... That, it, it, do explain what Big Brother is. is people have been living under a rock and well, they haven't seen it before. This is
1: whatever. the 20th series. Surely they don't need it explaining. Yeah. However, that's yeah. normal series as well. Um, it is a <sighs> social experiment where people are thrown in a house to live together yeah. and they're filmed 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, um, and then we see selected and footage. And then we see selected footage, although it is on all night long on ITVX. you Have been watching
0: ITVX for mm. the thing all night I, long?
1: I've turned it on on the bedroom telly, but then I've fallen asleep and I've not seen any of it. It's sad. So sad. And the telly turns itself off after a little time of me being snoring.
0: All right. okay. I,
1: uh, what it ought to have is a snoring sensor on the telly, so if it hears me snore, <laughs> he it, turns saves, it, off. it saves the electric, but it, don't, it just goes off after a while.
0: Yeah. I watched in two thousand. I realised I'd be Big Brother's older and I'd be married. I got married in two thousand, right?
1: Yeah. Fourteenth of July two thousand it launched.
0: Yeah. Because I remember I started watching it because they were on about it at lunchtime in work. Because there was that nasty Nick thing. Yeah. So I watched it then. And I watched the second season, I think. And I think I watched the third one with Jay Goodian. Yeah. Where they had the good side and the, the rich yeah. side and the poor side. Alex and
1: think. Kate Lawler. And yeah, that was a good one, that one. Yeah. And like, I, I I I was tweeting last night with yeah. um Glyn Wise, who was in Series 7, who is now an um ordinand in the Church of Wales. Is he? He is, yeah. So he put that Oh, I seat,
0: remember him.
1: Yeah, Glyn, yeah. He was up against... In Nikki's year, yeah, that's it. the guy yeah. with Tourette's, one That's it. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, did know so, that? So All right.
1: He's, he's an ordnance. I think he's still an ordnance. Anyway, he was putting that his series was the best, and I disagreed with him and said that series three was the best, and then his series.
0: Yeah, the other ones. That's the other one I watched, and I watched the the one before it finished on Channel Four when it was. um Oh, they had all the winners back, didn't they? Yeah. Put them all in. I watched that one. Yeah. Uh, you know. But what's your take on it then, Big Brother? Why did you like it?
1: I like it. I did it watch it. It was because, painful. Well, I, I think I like it again, though. I think I went off it in between because it became too much of an effort to get people that they thought were um, really unusual. Yeah. There. And then it, it stopped being a social experiment, Um. It became entertainment but now it's back to being a social experiment and i just like seeing what people are really like what makes them tick what what it is that that makes them them um and we've just reached the point in this series where that's really starting to happen you get into the depths of people really because you can fake it for a week can't you you can't fake it for more than a week i don't think
0: You've never lived in community, though, have
1: you? No, I only dropped in and got to leave again. Yeah, I Since lived in I community
0: for three years. Yeah, so I think that. Changed yeah, but you lived in
1: a, in a terribly nice community. Didn't no, I you? didn't. It wasn't yeah, terribly yeah. nice. It must have been terribly nice. No, because the community that you lived in was was in the sense that it was theology college community. Yeah, yeah, it so, was a, a monastery. So they're year. all terribly nice people. No, they weren't. No. What do you mean, no? No, it was just, it, it was sort of... What, people who were ordained or on the way to ordination? They're not all terribly nice? No. What? No. Oh. No, it was sort of,
0: it was the best of times and the worst of times. Because you've got to live alongside people, right? And something Father Peter said, who was a monk there, he said... He said, the thing which will get you with your brethren, he said, isn't the big things, like the big disagreements that you might have or yeah. whatever, or your prejudices or any of that. He said it will be the little things because you're with them so much that it will be the way that they walk, the way that they breathe. And he went into all these different things. And I thought, what a pathetic guy. This guy is really petty. But if you live in community with people, that is the thing that gets you. Mm. Is is you're you're stuck with these other people who reflect who you are, so you get to know who you really are, and who you really are isn't very nice.
2: Yeah. So
0: there's a lot of projection
1: there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. We see a lot of projecting. Yeah. In this. Um. Anyway, so so you had to watch the eviction episode from last week. Yeah. So you saw the nominations on that one as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I said to my wife as soon as the the two. Women were up. That happens to be the two oldest women. I wonder how long until one of them says it's ageism. Yeah. And it was about 30 seconds later, she said, well, we're up because we're the two oldest ones. And I thought, no, Frida, you're up because you're the two most annoying ones to everybody else. It's the, and I don't think that was an age issue. I think that was a a trying to be alpha in the house issue. It
0: is. It's to do with human beings always form families, right,
2: naturally.
1: Yeah.
0: And they what there was a battle of the mums, yeah, which is why they were up is battle of the mums because a lot of them were a lot younger than them and things like that. So there's a lot of psychology with it. But I think if you've lived in community when you watch it, like when she went in because we did watch the launch bit a bit just out of curiosity, yeah. and I turned around and as soon as she came out, that Frida came out with the thing. I was like, she's gone. Yeah. The Mister went, yeah. Just because you just know. That And that Jenkin guy, the Welsh bloke from yeah. Pencoid, did not he? Something like that? Yeah, so from Yeah? Hang on, hang on. Yeah, he's Where's from he from? Pencoid?
2: No,
0: it's not by...
1: going
0: into a thing. Is it? Does he say Bridgend? Bridgend, yeah. Yeah, Pencoid's, Bridgend. Pencoid's the part of Bridgend he's on about. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So Pencoid's in Bridgend. Well, it's just outside Bridgend, right? Apologies to people from Bridgend. Uh, Pencoid wouldn't like that. But you knew you would be the bloke who's loud... But when he's with other people, he's quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So if we lived in community, I think the reason I don't like it, right, is because I think Big Brother's like the news. Is it's it's hyper real. What you've got there, right, is the Big Brother editors want to tell us a story about each of the people. Yeah. Yeah they they've already decided what the narrative is and that's the narrative we're going to see and they watch the footage and then give us the narrative that yeah, they've decided on yeah but that's why us. i
1: like the fact that it's live so much because then the narrative is less controlled by the production team
0: so you, but i don't want to spend 24 hours a day watching big brother to kind of get the narr- the true so don't, the, don't the you
1: truth. don't you enjoy just going to sit in in a cafe and no. watching the world go by and no no you don't no you weirdo no do you know when oh, I, I first started looking at, at, <laughs> at training for ordination? That was one of the bits you had to do as part of the Am I Called course. Really? Was to select somewhere you were going to go and observe humanity. Oh. So I went to IKEA Cafe because obviously, when you got your yeah, IKEA family card, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get your coffee free, you pop so it up all day long. You so so can tight. sit there for hours so tight. and not spend a penny. It's <laughs> so uh, tight. But people are interesting. They
0: are, but I, I think, I don't think that, I I think, I think, You have you seen the Hunger Games films? Yeah, you must have heard of them. I've heard of them, yeah. Right, you haven't seen the Hunger Games films? No. Nope. You haven't read the books? No. Nope. Right, okay. Right, the reason that Suzanne Collins wrote the Hunger Games is because she was watching uh, Big Brother and then flipped over and watched the Iraq War. Right. And she realised that she was actually watching the same thing. Yeah. And I think what Big Brother is is a fantastic image of of how media works. Is that what we're seeing is what they call hyper real? Yeah. It's not. Yeah, but I think that's why I like it. Why? Because it's hyper real. Be- because it's not true. Be- no, because Be- it is true.
1: No, it's not. It's, no, it's- it is true. There's elements of it that are heightened and exaggerated. Yeah. And part of watching it enables the viewer to self-critique their own character. Because the bits that they don't like about those people will most likely be the bits they don't like about themselves. You haven't lived in And it's only by recognising what we don't like about ourselves that we're able to really change.
0: Oh, that's very true. That's the essence of why we why Christians live in community.
1: But that's why I think everybody should watch Big Brother. Because what it what they don't what they won't like about the people they see is is what they most need to change about themselves.
0: Yeah, but I think that's probably why I don't like it as much, is basically because I lived that for three years. Yeah. Then I'm kinda like Jeremy, it's a bit like, oh God, you know. It 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 you I, I see It's a bit
1: mean. of casual blasphemy on the on the podcast. Well, yeah, uh, Yeah,
0: <laughs> all right. But it's kind of like, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Jesus will forgive me. Yeah. But uh I think it's that thing that if you've lived in community, Big Brother's just a kind of, I was going to say, B-Tech version, but you don't like yeah, that. yeah, I didn't like that too, <laughs> really,
1: because you're just an educational snob,
0: <laughs> But it's a kind of like second-rate or third-rate version. But I do think that um living in community and this is why I think the local is so important, is the more local embodied reality that we live in, the more real we become. Yeah. And I think that what we have in Big Brother in the house, it will be hyper true. They will live in community and they will experience what I experienced in a monastery, as Christians have always done, right? Um, And they will learn a huge amount about themselves very quickly. And maybe we're getting a little bit of a window on that with Big Brother. But I don't really believe what they're showing me. I think it is exactly like the news. Fundamentally, I don't believe it. Yeah. And I think because I don't believe in it, I can't watch it.
1: Which is why I went off it when it started to get more more ridiculous. Yeah. Because they weren't real people anymore. Yeah. They were... Well, over fame hungry, I think. Was... Yeah,
0: it's fake, isn't it? But I think yeah. everyone's a bit fake, aren't they?
2: That's the thing.
1: Well, I think everybody's a bit fake when you first meet them, um, and everything's a bit superficial. Mm. Um, and, but I, but that's where I really enjoy seeing the depth of the character coming out.
0: Yeah, you can see bits of that.
1: You can, but you can only see what they show you, and that's yeah, the, the yeah. difficult part. And we've always got to bear in mind that that people can be portrayed. <laughs> in very different ways to what the reality is. And
0: I think that's the thing that bugs me. So I think that's the thing that bugs me about the media in general is what we see is what a small group of individuals want us to see. Yeah. And I don't trust that small group of
1: individuals. Yeah. I think that's, that's true. And I think that's
0: the, and I think that as for a Christian perspective, what we can see in there in the big brother house is the, the essential nature of human sin. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that, that I, that you realize when you live in community is how sinful
1: you are.
2: Yeah.
0: Because what's reflected back at you from the people around you is to a certain or lesser extent who you really are. So you only get to know who you really are in community. Yeah with other people and actually in a society that's not merciful that's why we live in a fake way because we don't believe we can be forgiven by society so we have to maintain the delusion that we're something we're not while in a proper christian community we can be sinful together and rely on the mercy of those around us to forgive us so then it's only in that sense we can actually have true friendship, true forgiveness and true mercy. Yeah. It is the old man who turns round at the funeral visit who says, I didn't deserve her. Yeah. So love can only exist in that that yeah. way, where you love someone. And that's a reflection of what God, how God loves us. He knows us, yet he still loves us. And if we understand that, then we can be... Um ourselves truly uh
1: with god and and with people around us, yeah, we can, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't seek to um, recognize our flaws and seek to improve them, not so as God will love us more um but because it's the correct response to god 's overwhelming love for us
0: exactly we exactly we 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 have to be aware of those flaws and accept them in order to actually put them right. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, is repentance begins with recognizing who we are and then repenting from it. But we can only recognize who we are in a merciful situation. Yeah. Because otherwise we just fake it and say, oh, I'm not like that. And that's what we see on Big Brother where someone says, "Oh, you're you're really annoying, and and you always talk over people, and blah blah blah." Like that, they said that's why they got rid of what was the name, Farida, Farida, right? Um, and she's like, "Oh, I'm not like that at all." And you, as a viewer, going, "Yeah, you really
2: are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah."
0: So next time, what are we on about, Dave? Uh, next time we're talking about Halloween. You talked about that. What oh, we yeah. do the news? What's we're the gonna- what's the telly for next the week? The Exorcist. Yeah,
1: excellent. Yeah, I have to go with your pick now, but so we're on the exercise. We'll do
0: the we'll do the recommendation next time. Yeah, yeah, because it's only it's got to be done for Halloween. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so we'll see you next time.